Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Oh boy, Becca, how are you? Fantastic. Happy anniversary. Can you believe? (laughs) It's shocking. It's been three years since we released our very first high gluttony episode. I cannot, I really can't believe it. Cheers to us. Cheers. Cheers. When when we thought we were only going to be stuck in our house for a little bit longer. And then it was do this for fun. And now two years after that. Still doing it. No one can stop us. COVID's still with us. We're excited. We're drinking bubbles. I'm drinking some Lambrusco de Sorba. Uh, Sabara, I mean, some Lambrusco <laughs> de Sabara. And I love the name of your wine in particular. Oh, yeah. It took me a second. It's WTF, Wine Till Friday. And this is a demi-sec. So a little bit sweeter than I usually go to. I usually do a brute, but it was calling to me. It's a pretty gold label. So, you know, we get drawn in by those fun labels. <laughs> I would be a fucking liar if I said I didn't label by constantly. And I did. I also label by, bought mine as I like the map and the red lettering that was on it. But it was also Lambrusco, so we know how I feel about that. <laughs> Had to. Had to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I I can feel the celebratory mood already. This is going to be fun. We're, we are going to take it kind of slow today, though. We want to... Well, first, let's talk about what we're smoking. And then we'll get into what the Other day things. is going to be about. Yeah. What are you enjoying over there? How's your Zenco? Uh, I love it. It's the best thing for my weed budget I've ever found because I just need the tiniest amount of weed to be fucked up for hours. And (laughs) as a result, I have an overabundance of weed now because I've also been smoking just the tiniest sliver of joints that have been infused with various things. And it'll fuck me up for three hours at a time. I love it. But today I'm going to take it easy because I have learned, I have learned, well, I'm learning slowly that I need to make sure I have plenty of CBD in me before I smoke with the Zenco. (laughs) So we're doing some Foxy brand Oreos, which is my new favorite strain. And I mix that with a little Frida from our friends over at Sites High, still working on the big purchase I did last year, but I'm enjoying that. And what are you enjoying today, Becca? Because I'm about to hit that up. Yeah, enjoy. Do your little spaceship filling with smoke fancy cocktails session. So fun. Oh my gosh. I have something that I'm enjoying today called First Class Funk. Love the name. From camp. (laughs) And it's got 27% THC. 8 milligrams per gram lemonine, then 6 milligrams per gram beta-caryophylline, and 4.5 milligrams per gram of beta-mirce. I haven't done a lemonine-dominant strain in a while, so I am having fun today. And it's perfect with the bubbles. It's all just, yeah, adding a first-class funk to my mood, and I love it. That's amazing. So awesome. Very excited about the funk. Bring the noise, bring the funk to our third year anniversary. Very excited about the funk. <laughs> what are we doing today then to celebrate? Our very first release was something that Gretchen has termed Granumel. It's not called Granumel, that's an original Gretchen. 
suggestion. And it's basically a slow and low cooking of sugar that caramelizes it, but doesn't change the way you can use sugar. Except in some very specific applications. <laughs> yes. It is supposed to be fully interchangeable with a granulated sugar, since usually when you're making a caramel, you're breaking down the structure that changes the whole idea of it. It is not something that you can use. Car regular liquid caramel can't be just put into cookies or something. The same but different. Yes, yes. And right. that's where that granulate comes from is granulated caramel. So your sugar, I was calling it toasted sugar for a long time, which kind of could, but it is more of a granulated caramel. It's in a different form. You have chemically reacted it to be something entirely different. Toasted sugar does work. It works. It's just not 100% correct because it's converted into caramel now. It's just my weirdness that makes us call it that. <laughs> oh, we were having this discussion before because it works as a name for what it becomes, but the sugar the caramel that comes out on the other side is such a beautiful, unique texture. It has a lightness to it. It has a darker color. It's so fun. And so granumel doesn't capture that, no. but it works. <laughs> Send us your thoughts on what this, how do we name this experience? <laughs> experience. But we think granumel is... We think granumel's terrible branding. We don't we don't love the name. It's just what I like to call it. So we are making it again in celebration of three years. We've made it several times since then and used it in lots of different ways that we'll talk about in just a second. But today we are making it again, and we're going to make a fun little crostini as an end result with different kinds of toppers that we will use our granumel in. So remind us, Gretchen, of the process of making this wonderful little concoction. Nice thing is, is it's simple. It's relatively hands-off, but it does take a long time. And as I'm discovering today, when I forgot to set the timer a couple times, timing that half hour is pretty important, especially towards the end. <laughs> totally, you, totally. You will start with a nine by 13 Pyrex glass ceramic baking dish, something large, and has, is not metal, because metal conducts heat too efficiently. You need something that's going to slow that heat down and keep it nice, low, and slow. Preheat your oven to 300 degrees. Then you put your sugar into that 9 by 13 pan baking dish, 9 by 13 baking dish, and put it in the oven. You let it cook for one hour, remove it from the oven, and stir. Then set a timer for half an hour, put it back in the oven and go until you see your desired color. So we are currently at just over four hours, four and a half hours point with ours. In 10 minutes, I'll be at four and a half. Okay, thank and you. And then I'll pull it. It's, it's been a few hours. <laughs> yeah, we're going for a little bit darker color. It's entirely up to your taste preference. She recommends going up to about five hours, maybe total. And Kenzie is making an appearance today in the recording. She is back on carrying her balls around in her mouth and crying. And ball, soccer ball. She she has these little soccer balls that are her favorite toy. Not balls. Not, like, yeah. not testicles. No testicles in this house. Kenzie, the female cat, is walking around with toys. <laughs> toys. <laughs> Oh, not no. balls. Anyway. Are balls. Yeah. <laughs> you said she, our recipe source is Stella Parks. Stella Parks. We were on a real Stella Parks kick for a little bit. So she says at least four, but 
up to five. And again, Gretchen said you could do as much as you want. There's probably a point. You do want to stop it after a certain point, I imagine, because what happened to Gretchen is a little bit of like liquid caramelization happening after a certain point. How far have you taken? I've definitely done a full five hour roast, but I think I'm my preference tends to lead closer. Well, I don't know. It, it's easier to manage when it, it's in an earlier stage. I'm sorry. The cat is killing me right now. And I don't want to discourage her because she hasn't oh. done this in so long. And I'm just like, I love it when she does this. But oh, goodness, it's making it a lot hard to focus. No, it's just so cute because we haven't heard from her in a while. It's nice to, yeah. to hear from Kenzie on the podcast. Yes, might have to go give her a little snacky at some point. Hi, honey. Can you be quiet for a little bit? Because you've taken it to five, full five. It's it's easier to handle earlier in the pro- the toasting process. So after about two hours, two to three, you have kind of a little bit of a color coming on, but not so much that it makes it harder to, to deal with. Because the longer you cook it, the more it kind of chunks up. And I do like taking it that far though, because then I get some nice caramel chunks to like put into my coffee and things in the morning. There's lots of fun uses for it as well. It's just such a a, a cool thing that you can do that is, doesn't take that much time, but can just change so much. And I'm pretty sure this is exactly what we said in the first go. But Probably, but the audio was shit. So that, hopefully it's a little better. It's a little better. Now. We're working on it. We're still working on it. But uh, Join our Patreon to support yeah. our audio. Uh, yeah. The more people support our Patreon, the better the audio it will be. Uh, up to five hours. And if you get those chunks, you can use them as they are. Or you had a good suggestion earlier to me, which was to sieve it or, or sift it before you put it into a bowl right as it comes out of the oven to help reduce that heat and get rid of some of those crunchier pieces or break them down. Yeah. The, and the last time I did that, it was actually, it just was so much easier to handle and get into a container and deal with by doing that sieving at, as soon as I got it out of the oven, I sieved it into I believe I was doing it into a bowl, but like so I sieve a little portion, then I'd stir that around in the bowl to keep it from like to cool it down. Then I put more into the sieve. I mean, it got harder as I got to the end because the heat was dissipating, but it did make at least doing the majority of it a lot easier than waiting till it cooled down. Because once it cools down, it starts like chunking together a lot more and it gets, gets so much harder to deal with. And then you have to get the food processor out to deal with it and (laughs) and we know how becca feels about the food processor (laughs) so i recommend sieving as you get it up as soon as you get it out of the oven just to cool to make those crystals form on their own without sticking to each other quite as much now i've taken this batch of sugar further than my previous batch where i did this so we'll have to see a little bit if i can do the same magic on it without getting totally thrown off. Have you done this in the new oven? Actually, weird you say that because I was thinking about that in <laughs> before we started that recording was that I do have a totally new oven. I don't know that I've taken it this far because I do think it had been a little bit before I did the last batch and I just used the end of that 
a couple weeks ago. So it might only be my second batch in the new oven. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe you need di different timing or a slightly different temperature or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at, look at me being a bad much. chef and not knowing yeah. that information <laughs> off the top of my head. I should know how far off my oven temperature is, but no, I haven't done that. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter in the end because it always comes out great. And yeah. there are times when at three hours, I'm, I feel like it's so pretty. I just want to take it out and watch it for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And Stella also says, can you beet sugar? Which I was surprised by. Well, I don't, I guess I'm not familiar enough with the difference between beet sugar and cane sugar. Yeah, same. But I thought that was interesting. Very fascinating thought. I, I wish you'd brought it up before the recording so I could have actually done a little research and known something about it. But no, okay. Sorry. Good to I know. I found it in the notes of her article and threw it on like probably at the bottom or something. But And, and how many times have I looked at this document or that recipe since we've done this the first time? Like how many times? I've been, <laughs> I've made at least 10 batches of toasted sugar since the first time. I have two minutes before I'm going to have to pull mine out and I'll start okay. sieving it. So anything else you want to say about the process or what happened during the experience as I'll keep calling it? The experience? I'm not sure I follow you on that train of thought, but sure. Just making the sugar. Oh. Anything else? Um, <laughs> not on the making the sugar itself. I did think I should talk about the one time that I did find toasted sugar did not function quite the right way. And that was when I was recipe testing. I, I signed up to be an America's Test Kitchen recipe tester. So like they'll send you the recipes in advance. And so they had this amazing cranberry tart that you could make that uses no pectin because cranberry is the pectin queen of the <laughs> fruit world. Did you want to interject something oh, or? Just that my timer was going off. So okay. yeah, go ahead, sorry. So I found this amazing, like, Tested this amazing tart, was so in love with the recipe, was very excited about it, did it to the letter of the recipe the first time. And the second time I made it, I used toasted sugar in the tart dough. And well, it was not awful <laughs> by any means, like it just didn't have the same texture and the texture was definitely worse. <laughs> so one time with yeah. this cranberry tart but otherwise yes. otherwise 100% so oh it was it's 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 really amazing they did actually print the recipe it's fantastic I highly recommend this cranberry tart I forget what it's called but it has you use like make kind of like a cranberry curd and put mm. it in like it's really interesting and then you take some of that and put it into fold it into whipped cream and it stabilizes the whipped cream too oh my god I want that right now Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh Maybe God. we have to make that on the podcast because it is That's, yeah. fantastic. Let's make it this fall. Yeah, we should do it for like Thanksgiving episode or the um, ju just before Thanksgiving. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm sieving mine. Okay. And so why don't you talk us through what we're going to do with our sugars today, with our sugar when it's done. So we are going to do a couple of really kind of uh, fast and easy things for with our our granumel <laughs> and nothing too far outside of our skill sets we're going to macerate some nectarines in with the granumel and then use that on a sweet crostini and then we are also going to make a 
balsamic reduction to use with a savory crostini. And the, I actually got ricotta cheese to put on the crostinis. Couldn't find the mascarpone. <laughs> okay, yum. Ricotta sounds good. And then I'm going to do mascarpone. And yeah, two ways on our sauces there. Oh, and we're doing a hot honey. And hot honey, yes. I'll probably sprinkle a little sugar in there just to even them all out. Just to make sure it's in there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And okay, so because we are both using a kind of smooth cheese and treat, like <laughs> I don't know what to call these this class of cheese fresh a fresh cheese thank fresh you. cheese these are fresh cheeses <laughs> this is cottage cheese is also a fresh cheese just means it's you make it and eat it in the same time okay and I understand there's a big difference between mascarpone ricotta sour cream and cream cheese but they could be interchanged in some cases so what like what is the big difference between these kinds of fresh cheeses and it's nice that you're using ricotta today too because then we can talk through mascarpone and ricotta difference but I'm going to be sieving while you talk Yes. So you're going to kind of disappear and I'm going to try and carry the conversation in a coherent way. So just go over and wave at me if you need me to be like, get get back on track. Just be like, Gretchen, hey, 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 you're off track. You probably only have like five minutes before your timer goes off. I have eight. So we are. Yeah, here we go. We I got I got to get it done. So keep it on track. Keep it on track. You got this. Okay. So first of all, let's let's take sour cream out of the the equation because sour cream is more of a relative of yogurt. And I guess I probably don't fully understand the difference between sour cream and yogurt, but, or I don't remember. You're the last, yeah, especially Greek yogurt because it's like, uh, I know it's different, but it's very similar. (laughs) I, I have a feeling the difference is the level of cream percentage. And so sour cream is probably that separated out like thicker cream and then yogurt is more milk based I'm a, I think is the difference but I'll have to look it up I forgot to look that up because I was falling asleep doing my research so anyway so yeah sour cream it's a fermented thing pretty different so now we're into the just the mascarpone cream cheese and ricotta of it all and mascarpone and cream cheese are probably the closest related uh, due to the fact that they're both thickened by adding some sort of acid, whether it's just vinegar, lemon juice, rennet, the, the typical one, those are, and, ren- and rennet's actually an enzyme, but just to make our lives easier, we're going to sit, you know, keep it in that same thing. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Category? It does something to protein. How about that? We'll just say it, leave it at that. Does something to protein. Now, cream cheese, this is hilarious to me, only has about, uh, the, the main difference between cream cheese and mascarpone is the milk fat content. Cream cheese is really low. Like, it's 33% milk fat. Like, what else is in there? Yeah, you don't need to buy reduced fat cream cheese then. Yeah. It's already <laughs> reduced. <laughs> it's the reduced fat option between mascarpone and cream cheese. Yeah, they did it for you. Enough said. (laughs) But mascarpone has 60 to 70% milk fat. So that's why it's so good. Yum. Yeah, yum. (laughs) I I love milk fat. All right. And ricotta is kind of interesting because they... It's only a, it's it's a heated product, so they there's really no acid in it to speak of enzyme or fermentation process. It's just they've heated the milk, 
in order to get the proteins to coagulate and produce this cheese. Ricotta tends to have more water in it, I think, than cream cheese and mascarpone. So if you need to thicken up your ricotta, it's usually a good idea to drain it through some cheesecloth. If you need something that's a little bit more or a little bit less watery, more creamy, less watery. Oh my gosh, Aria, where did you come from? Throw one piece of cat food on the floor and here she is. All right. Anyway, animal distractions are hard today. Okay, but I think I'm done. <laughs> Every animal is around you today. <laughs> okay, so if I understand it, cream cheese, mascarpone, pretty similar process. Difference is the fat content. Fat content. Yes. Sour cream is yogurt. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sour cream's fermented. There's a fermentation. Okay. That's- and ricotta. Sorry. I was going to say, ricotta- that's back- oh. <laughs> uh, sour cream and yogurt are bacteria poop, so <laughs> delicious, <laughs> delicious, delicious bacteria poop. Uh-huh. Shout out to Saver Pod. <laughs> and then ricotta is heated, and therefore the liquid isn't separated before, like it is in most of these other things, and so it's a little bit more watery. Yes. Okay. And cottage cheese, same thing. Tell yeah. us about a balsamic reduction then. So balsamic reduction is really supposed to mimic like really good balsamic because really good balsamic has been barrel aged for like 25 years. And so it's just reduced, 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 reduced. So this is like a, a quick path to a nice <laughs> yeah. balsamic. Yeah. <laughs> but really key to this is making sure you get a balsamic that's pretty good quality. Now I did buy the cheapest balsamic I could find at my corner store here. So it was $3.69. I was a little scared. It's <laughs> like, maybe I should buy a backup balsamic, but the next cheapest one was $10. So $3.69 it is. $3.69 it is. Hold on one moment. Okay, uh, there goes your timer. It's my timer. Let me get this out. Oh, that, that, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop it. It has to come out now. Like more of it okay. is turning to liquid. Okay. Um, well, maybe I'll do my best to talk through the balsamic process while you do that go ahead and uh i will mute myself and you can you can try and fill in for me on this yeah but it's it's just balsamic vinegar and sugar so i have i have faith in you you're you're good you got this (laughs) okay yeah it'll be quick the original recipe that gretchen found was two cups of balsamic to a quarter cup of your sweetening element so we're going to be using our granumel And we're both going to do one cup of liquid, though, one cup of balsamic, and so an eighth of a cup of sugar. And we'll pop that into a saucepan. And basically, I'm guessing like medium-low heat until it's reduced down by half. And then I guess that's it. I think so. Just have to wait till Gretchen gets back to confirm. So I'm here with a live report about the granumel and trying to sieve it after it's in the oven for this long. It's not going well. Uh, oops. So you're just going to let it cool and then put it through the food processor probably, or leave it as it is. Um, yeah, I'll probably have to put it through the processor later. So it turns out that that's a great idea. If you're not toasting it to the full, like four to five hours, if you're doing Mm -hmm. two to three, you can get away with it, but four to five, it's already starting to like come together. So, okay. Almost a backfire then to mush it together. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but yes, 100% right on the 
balsamic glaze. Hey. Just reducing by half. That's all you're doing. Is it, so. what's the temperature? I'm going to go for a medium uh, since okay. I'm going to be standing right over it. I think medium's fine. That'll move along the process a little bit more. And the nice thing is we have reduced the volume by half. So hopefully it'll take half as long. <laughs> yeah. And stir pretty consistently. You can, I, I don't think it's necessary because there is a fair bit of vinegar, which will help keep it from like, you know, doing anything funky like crystallizing. And you're not removing so much liquid from it there. You have to worry about that either. Okay. So, perfect. Yeah. All right. What's left to talk about? What's on, what else is on our crostinis? Yeah, I guess so. That might be. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what's on yours? In addition to the balsamic and the ricotta market? Oh, I got some beautiful little tiny itty bitty tomatoes to put on them, put on top. So I'm going to do a little ricotta and then itty bitty tomatoes, uh, the balsamic and a, probably a little bit of basil or a couple little basil leaves over the top for mine. For one of mine. Yum. And then for my sweet one is the macerated uh, macerated homegrown nectarine. Because my nectarine tree has... My poor nectarine tree. It's suffering. But I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> yeah. has a has a mold that grows on the fruit all every year. The last couple of years. I don't know what to do about it. And I don't know if there's anything to do about it. But it started just dropping fruit now. So <laughs> I, guess I, better, I guess I better use it. And yeah. see if I can fix that mold thing later. So I have nectarines that we're going to use with the granules. Okay. So the balsamic's going to go on some tomatoes or just the savory. Yeah. Well, I might put it on the peaches too. I just, or peaches, nectarines. I might put it on the nectarines too. I just want to taste it without first and then, and then I'll add it. I'm going to make a variety of crostini. There will be many crostini. There will be a parade of crostini today. A conga line of crostini. Congo line crostini <laughs> merch. I know. I was thinking that too when you said, oh, what did you say? Mascarpone cream cheese. You said something that I was like, write it down. Hopefully I'll write it down. Yeah. We go <laughs> through it. But anyway, I, I didn't, I forgot or didn't realize that we were doing sweet and savory. So I'm doing nectarines on both of mine, but I'm doing just one with balsamic and different herbs than the other one with the hot honey and different herbs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So we both, we both had no idea what was going on with that. (laughs) That's fine. Well, it'll be good. The point is the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. The point is the sugar. So yeah, great. Have two different applications. And I was going to not buy any tomatoes this week at the farmer's market because I think I might be slightly tomatoed out at the moment. (laughs) Definitely like halted all production on any gazpacho. I've halted on the gazpacho at this point because I'm like, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I can't spend 50 bucks every week to make gazpacho for myself. Are you doing an herb on sweet one? I don't. Doing basil on the other one? Well, I didn't pick anything, but that mm-hmm. doesn't, that's, that doesn't indicate doesn't anything. Doesn't mean you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. You I, got a lot, lot I got lots of herbs. So um, I might yeah. hop out and see, uh, see what mint is available to put on the one without the balsamic and then just have the balsamic be the other flavor on the other. Yeah, it's going to be, I, I'm going to do whatever I want because it's yeah. going to be like a self-assembly crostini party. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, I, I, I'm so excited. I think this is going to be perfect. Yeah. So what are we going to do when we officially get into the kitchen? We got to toast our, I was going to say coconuts, but toast our crostini. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. And we're going to cut up our nectarine and start our balsamic production. Okay, let's do let's, this. Let's do it. Do this thing. By the way, my wine is amazing. Mine is so good too. Oh, that's exciting. It's very exciting. Mm. Like it actually has like a savory note, which is something that I absolutely love in a sparkly wine. <sighs> that is nice. It also has like this really interesting note of just like, just like, just like, just like, just like. It has this... <laughs> It has this really nice note of just underripe strawberry, you know? Ooh, so it's like with a little yellow little, in the center. A so. little zing. Yeah, yeah a little acid yeah. zing in there. And oh, yeah. so good. Yum. Okay. What's in your hot honey? Oh, oh, let's get our bread in. Yes, yes. So okay. uh, bre- bread going in. Five. Five on the clock? Yeah. And we both kept our oven at 300 from the sugar. Yeah, because we're just looking for a light toast. Mine have been sitting out in the open for a little bit too. So they've probably started to stale. So there's a little bit of hardening that's already happening. Mm -hmm. And all right. So we've got, I've got my one cup of balsamic in a non-reactive pan. Hey, I forgot to measure mine. Do that right now. Okay. And then I'm going to add an eighth of a cup or two tablespoons of the granumel to that. Okay. And I can use some of this chunky stuff because... Why not? <laughs> Why not? Just going to dissolve anyway. Well, now I'm just scooping a couple of chunks out. So that we'll say, we'll call that an eighth of a cup. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. All right. I'm turning my heat on. There we go. And I just put it at medium. I've got this. It's a fairly wide pan as well. That'll help increase the, the rate of evaporation. The more surface area, the more evaporation. I move mine into a different pan. I just have a little saucepan uh oh no you're i think that'll be yeah you're you're not you're pretty close to what i've got i think mine might just be slightly wider than that but it's not a lot wider okay but better better than better wider than narrower yes correct okay all right and now got that going we got the crostini in I'm going to chop up my nectarines. So I think we're going to take a little break and we'll jump back in in a couple minutes. Okay. We'll see you in the future. We are here. We are building crostini. We are building them. If you build them, you will eat it. As what I have we put- done? I know you're eating. And I'm eating. We-, <laughs> we have finished our balsamic reduction. It took about 20 minutes. We have macerated slash soaked our nectarines in our granumel. We have made our hot honeys. Mine is a combo of honey, molasses, and hot cherry peppers and some smoked paprika. And I'm going to do cilantro with the hot honey and thyme with the balsamic. And again, I'm doing peaches for both. Nah, nectarine. (laughs) (laughs) I've got uh, nectarines. I'm also going to do a couple little, some with some little tiny cute tomatoes I bought from the farmer's market this morning, which I need to give a Mm. little rinse to these guys. So let me pick out my my nectarines. My hot honey has a little bit of crystal hot sauce. And then I threw a little bit of black garlic, uh, long black pepper, and then black pepper in there, Mm. which I'm sure this will be better after it's sat for a couple days. (laughs) Totally. But still should be pretty good now. Yeah, I would think so. And then I've done a little bit of tarragon on with my hot honey and raw peaches. Then I've done a, or sorry, raw nectarines. Nectarines. Here, peach. <laughs> I didn't they, even, yeah, I was like, yep, peaches. Mm-hmm. Peaches, me and names right now, not great. We're having a bit of a time. 
Then I've got my raw nectarine with a little bit of that balsamic reduction and some basil. Then I've got the macerated nectarines, and I haven't topped that with anything yet. Got to wash my little tomatoes. With my little tomatoes, I'm going to put some of that balsamic reduction and then a little bit of basil. Uh, And yeah, then whatever else I come up with in the next few minutes to (laughs) put on these. Right. This is just round one. I already kind of, I haven't even tasted everything and I already think I want to put lime in my hot honey. So yeah, just round one. Wow. I like that though. That's a really good idea. Because I, I do, the nice thing about using the crystal, crystal hot sauce, although it's, it feels kind of not like the proper thing to put into it, is that it added a little acidity to the honey. Uh-huh. So I found I think that that's kind what of, I, need. I found that kind of intriguing. Yeah, I think that sounds perfect because I feel like with the mascarpone being so fatty as we now know, I do want something more acidic than just the pepper juice that's in my hot honey. But we'll try it as is and we'll just go from there. Me in my mouth. Which one are you tasting first? Oh, I just put a tomato in my mouth actually. So <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to figure out how I want my tomatoes configured as well. Mm-hmm. I need my balsamic to be a little bit syrupier. Mm. And it hasn't cooled off enough yet. There we go. So intently working on our art over here. I know I keep like looking left to right. Like, is there anything else I want to add? (laughs) What have I not added that I should get on? Mm -hmm. Nuts maybe, but we'll wait. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like a little uh, hit of uh, some pecan on there or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe sliced almonds. That would be easy to. That would be easy to add. I'm going to do a little bit of sea salt. All right. There's a drizzle on my... Oh, yeah, sea salt. Good idea, Becca. <laughs> I'm here, Maldon. Yeah, you get over here, you little chunks. Salt has been achieved. <laughs> little little yeah. salt on everything here. Even the sweet one. Let's see. All right, then we'll do a macerated peach... Or, sorry, pe- macerated nectarine. Oh, my goodness. Me? <laughs> Quit forgetting what you're doing. <laughs> Demacerated pea, <laughs> macerated nectarine, balsamic, and a little basil. Yum. All right. Well, that's five different ones right now. It <laughs> might be enough. So, what are you going to start with? What iteration? <laughs> hmm. I think I'm going to start with the uh, raw peat, raw nectarine with hot honey and tarragon. All right. I'll do my hot honey with cilantro. Let's do this. Wow. That was really nice. There was enough acid for me, so it ended up being okay. It's probably a teeny bit sweet on the whole, so I do think I am going to add some lime, but everything has, it's not overly sweet at all. That granule adds such a nice toasty lingeringness on your tongue, you know? It's like nectarine, herb, honey, spice, and sugar is like the last thing. So good. Is yours too hot? What just happened? So I think I ended up putting one of the whole black peppercorns on it on this one crostini you ate the big black peppercorn not the big one oh. just a, the, a regular sized one oh, but it was friend. on the far back end so i didn't see it and so i put it in my mouth and then all of a sudden i got a like big black pepper like spice coming out of the of the middle of nowhere but it worked really great with the nectarine i didn't end up having to add more of the hot honey and i probably would add something else that's like a little bit more hot and then maybe also add some lime juice to it just to get some acidity in there. But I really like it. I do too. I like that combo. I, I do too. 
And mine's still a little thin. So I ended up just kind of pulling the peppers out and chunking them on top. And I think I would want some more peppers then in that case. Yeah. Okay. So let's do one of your tomatoes now and I'll do my nectarines with balsamic and thyme. Yeah, let's do it. There's some smoky component coming in on my tomato. Ooh, mm-hmm. that I'm not sure where it's coming from, but it's really good. Nice. That that one has your balsamic? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, that was really good. That was so good. That was so good. I think the, the tartness of the balsamic vinegar helps a lot. Yeah. But it was, oh, really, really, really delicious. Yeah. I loved that one. That was mint or a bit basil? Basil. Basil on mine. I just have tarragon and basil. I didn't, I didn't go for three herbs from outside. All right. I think I'm going to go with... <laughs> macerated nectarine with balsamic reduction and basil this time. Okay. All right. Oh my God. So that one, and then I sipped a little bit of my Lambrusco, mind blowing. Oh my God. That the toasted sugar really adds a beautiful note on those macerated nectarines that like, it wasn't overly sweet. Like I was expecting it with the balsamic reduction to be like over a little over the top. But then you got that really nice, refreshing, sorry, burping, basil (laughs) flavor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm a fan. This was fantastic. What a success. And I know I'm going to keep playing around with so many options of these. I'm almost wishing I had not used honey and just used the juice from the nectarines being macerated and added to that. That's a great idea. That's a time. Next time. Brilliant. The salt salt helped too, I think, just across the board with evening the sweetness out. I forgot. It was the ricotta. Oh, perfect. It's absolutely fantastic. Love it. Absolutely love it. I put no flavoring into it. So like, I think if maybe I wanted to play around with the flavors a little bit more, add like the tarragon into the, you know, do like an herb ricotta. And then Mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. I think I had said this to Gretchen earlier and I think I'm going to try it because my honey hot honey is a little thin I might mix it separately with a little bit of mascarpone and then do that spread as like a one combo thing yeah Yeah. but the nectarines were great like you said the the way that the toasted caramel the caramelized granulated caramel added such a nice complexity because the nectarine taste was still there Mm -hmm. but it like I feel like with regular sugar sometimes all you taste is sweet Sweetness, you almost lose some of the fruit flavor sometimes. Yeah. So this was really nice to keep that nectarine base, but add like almost a nutty component. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Mm, the oh. granumel experience. We have thoroughly experienced granumel now. Yes. But we'll keep using it. And we didn't say this time, we said it a lot in the first one, but it does make your house smell amazing. Yes. <laughs> so it's a great thing to make around the upcoming holiday because it's September. It's almost the end of September when this comes out, which will be what? <laughs> I know. But yeah, make We're- granumel and let us know of another name if you think of it. Yeah, something prettier. We want a prettier name. Mm-hmm. But join our Patreon. Use our discount code at BizzyD, all caps, H-G-B-I-Z-Z-Y. Follow us on social media. Tell everybody about us. Like, comment. Yeah. What Subscribe. Else? Give us five stars. Yes. Send us an email at highgluttony at gmail.com. If you have questions, concerns, comments. If you've made any of these things, let us know. Send pictures. Oh, yeah, pictures. Yeah. Pictures. All right. Do you have your coconuts today? 
Should we wrap this ah, thing up? Coconuts. Ah. I hey. do. Coconuts, 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 coconuts. All right. Coconuts. coconuts. Three years of coconuts of at Wait. least attempting this sound. <laughs> this sound. <laughs> yeah. Off we go Off on, we an, go. Ah. on another granumel adventure. <laughs> Off we go. Whoa. Cannot be stopped. Right. No. It's over. No. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>